Hey, welcome to the Joyful Rebels podcast. We've got Claire and Donna Thomas here, your mother-daughter duo. And this week, our topic is going to be on core values. So stay tuned for more of that. First things first, we're going to revisit habit tracking. So if Hmm. you remember a few weeks ago, we talked about how to successfully track your habit, some of the science behind why it works, and the strategies that we're using. And as promised, we said we were going to revisit it. So here we are again. This is your opportunity if you're listening. Revisit it as well. If you two weeks ago were like, I have some goals, I want to try some habits, I want to start, just see what's going on. Do a little progress check-in with yourself. And while you're doing that, mom, I'm going to ask you, any updates on your habit tracking or any insight you want to share? Yeah, yeah. I've still taken a swing at it. And um, <laughs> for me, it's water. It's really been water, very top of mind. There's no way that I can move this much and not hydrate more. And what I'm finding is there's this chasm between how much I think I drink and how much I actually am. And um, and I, I just learned something. I had a big takeaway where I refuse to give myself like the credit or check the box for drinking X amount of water until I've actually drunk it. So even if I have the glass in my hand, until I have consumed the water, I don't say that I've done it. And it's it, it's it's a weird, um, you know, only like a couple seconds difference between drinking it and then giving myself credit for it. And that's the language I'm using because I'm, I'm doing something and, I, and it's so good that I want to get that reward. Yeah. But I'm telling you, it, there's so many times in my kind of shortcut life that I'd be like, okay, I've got my phone in my hand. I'm going to track this, this, and this because I'm going to do it. I'm mm-hmm. going to do it within the next five <laughs> minutes. And the times that I do that, I've got enough data points now where I could say, I don't do it. Again, I know that I'm not, I am not looking, seeking the reward anymore. So my desire to actually complete it, even if I have the best of intentions is, is weakened. So I learned that I, I didn't realize how strong that connection was. So that's a huge takeaway. I now have, I have a, a cup that I use. It's 24 ounces. It's plastic. It's nothing fancy. It's on my nightstand. And that's the first thing I drink in the morning so that I could start getting ahead of it. And I don't track it until after I've consumed it. And I feel better about that because it's in real time. When I put my head on the pillow at night, and this is something that keeps coming up for me, how I want to feel, I want to feel contented that what I said I was going to do, I did. That I put the vote in for my future self. Not I thought I was going to, and I put the vote in verbally, but not behaviorally. Nope. Everything's lining up and I sleep really well knowing the effort that I gave, the intention that I put out there, I followed through with. And even if the results aren't exactly what I'm looking for, whether it's, uh, you know, gym time or, you know, how I'm nutrition, like all the other things that I'm looking at, my effort's there. And I feel really good about that. And if I just keep showing up, I'm going to get where I want to go. I hear you on that. And, uh, I want to point out what you said that uh, it reminds me a lot of talking about confidence. And we did that group over the summer about building Mm. confidence, but doing what you say you're going to do is such a a simple, tried and true way to build your confidence because your confidence is your belief in yourself. And so if you're telling yourself you're going to do something and you're showing up and doing it, oh, I can believe what I'm going to say. You're going to build some confidence. So then you've got these other layers then. So if you're getting consistency in your tracking, the benefits of that plus confidence, more trust and belief in yourself. So I love how these things can layer on and kind of have this snowball effect. And all it maybe takes is these little steps, right, of tracking it. And, and like you said, a little tweak. I'm going to wait those 10 seconds till I finish the water before I actually track it. Yep. But then that's setting you up for the success. So I really like that. Um, for me, my habit tracking um, 
reading is still huge for me. Um, and I've been consistent with it and I'm really enjoying it. So I think for a while there, it was reading just to get back in the habit of it. And now I'm really looking forward to it. And I have a friend who is messaging me. They started reading similar series to what I am. And they're like, yeah, I'm tracking it. I'm in it now. Like I'm reading more consistently than I have in the past 10 years. So I think that's cool that it doesn't matter if this is a goal that you've just thought of or one that's you maybe were really into something in the past and fell out of it, or it's been something you've wanted for a long time. Like whatever the scope of the goal, it starts with breaking it down into these little two, five, 10 minute activities that you can track every day. Like no matter what your goal is, you can distill it down Mm -hmm. to something that you can do every day to work towards it. So I like that. It makes it feel doable and sustainable for me. Um, So that's habit tracking. And if you're listening, like where are you at with that? And you can go and download a page of habit trackers from us. You can always write out your own or just copy what you see, but you can print it out um, and just start if you didn't already. You have permission to start today, uh, mm-hmm. and we'll continue to check in with this because again, this is this is a life thing, right? Uh, I've said in past episodes there are life goals, and you know, one of my life goals is to be consistently working towards my goals, and one way I do that is the tracking. Okay, so let's talk about core values. Uh, what matters to you? What's important to you? What beliefs do you want to pass on to your kids or to the next generation? Uh, these type of things. We're going to refer to as your core values. And if you're looking for a definition, a core value is really anything you value when you're taking action or making decisions. That's one way to think about it. They're the standards that you're evaluating yourself and others by. Sometimes you hear it described as your personal ethics. And the interesting thing that, Mom, I think you're going to go a little bit more into is that these core values, they tend to be stable, but they're not fixed. Hmm. And so... Another plug for doing check-ins with yourself, reevaluating these things. Maybe you're like, oh, yeah, I did an exercise a few years ago where I looked at my core values. Um, it, it bears repeating anytime that you're reassessing, anytime that you move into a new season. And the Joyful Rebels, you know, like if we take a step back, we're big proponents of this concept of knowing yourself uh, and that knowing yourself, why does that matter? Well, it's really the precursor to making any big changes that you want to make any changes. Um And we mentioned a few weeks ago this idea of facing and embracing your fears. Like maybe you're scared to make some changes in your life or to do some self-work. And so if you didn't check that episode out, go back and check it out. But that's kind of the pre-work, if you will, Mm -hmm. the pre-work to then moving on this path towards knowing yourself. And so this first piece of this puzzle of knowing yourself, or if you want to call it that, or on this journey, this first step of this journey that we like to take is evaluating your core values. So One last thing I'll say about this before mom, I'll throw it over to you is uh, why, again, why should we care about this? Because if you're listening and you're like, "Eh, you know, whatever, maybe I've thought about this in the past. Again, if you're thinking about making some changes or you want to look forward, you have to evaluate where you're at now and Mm -hmm. what matters to you now. But also in your day-to-day decision making, if you're clear on your core values, that becomes easier. Like the right choice to make, the right path or option when you're presented with many becomes clearer if if it can align with your values, if you know what those values are. And if you've ever made a decision and then afterwards you felt kind of icky about it or bad about it, uh, maybe you've got some dissonance showing up there. Well, maybe it's because it's not aligning with your values. And if you just, you're like, I'm not really sure why, like I didn't really like that one. One reason may be that you're not crystal clear on what your values are, but that value that's there is not lining up with what 
the decision or the behavior is. And so it can help in long-term thinking and goal planning and the future you, but it can also help just in day-to-day decision-making to be clear on what's important to you. And mom, when I said, hey, is this a topic, you know, maybe let's jump into this topic this week because we've talked about this many times before personally, and we know that it's important in our knowing yourself, uh, that path that we like to present when we're talking to people. Mm And you're like, oh, that's funny. I was just showing up for me a bunch this week. So I, I don't know if you want to elaborate more yeah. on that. <clears throat> well, it's so true that, you know, I love how you said that um, core values can be stable, but they're not static. So that, uh, if I'm paraphrasing correctly, like, you know, you can kind of have some of them that are similar, familiar or similar, even ones that you've adopted from a long time ago. But that doesn't mean they don't fluctuate and change, which is different for me. I didn't understand that. So if anybody's listening and they thought core values were something that you got from your parents or your community or whatever, like these things that you should believe in and that you're going to have them for your whole life. But I I used to think that I'm like, oh, wait a minute. No, no, no. We can change and some take more priority. And it's based on what I'm finding on the situation or the season that I was just in. Like it shapes other things where they rise in priority. For example, I was in a, a work situation where there just was not a lot of integrity. That was my interpretation of it. So integrity, personal integrity really rose up as something very important to me that I'm like, no, you got to live your life with integrity. You got to make these decisions whether anybody's looking or not. And and this kind of conversation and back and forth was coming up for me uh, a lot for the last week, like having a conversation with people that feel stuck or they're saying, I don't know a lot. And it's like, well, we got to go back and be like, "How, how, what do you think and feel about this? What's important to you? And it bears um, upgrading, revising, refining, and excavating in every season because it does change. So again, as they rise up for me and say, like, this is the thing that really feels important, uh, it, it what it boils down for me is, you know, how do I really want to feel? Mm-hmm. I don't want to be, I don't want to feel like I am um, uh, a victim to my emotions. I'm partnering with them. I want to experience and experience them, the ones that are easy to interpret, the ones that feel a little stickier or can be, you know, cause some consternation. You know, I want to have them all in front of me, but I choose to have more peace and ease in my life. And I'm not shy or shying away from challenging conversations, but I want that alignment more often of what's important to me and the decisions that I'm making in real time and ones for the future, because that creates an overall arc of peace and ease. And I don't walk around going, I don't know. I don't know why I did that. I don't know why I said that, or that decision makes me, makes me feel icky and I'm not sure why. So Claire, we were talking before about, um, and I think your brain might work this way too. Like I can come to these decisions. I can on my own. I'm a, I'm curious. I live in that space where I'm examining and I'm looking at it. I'm like, how does that make me feel? How does it go? But to get to the clarity, I have gone through all these routes and streams and, and by roads in order to get there. That's what I'm realizing. If left to my own devices without some guidance, I can get there, but it takes me longer. I take a whole bunch of time to get there and I feel like I made it to the same spot. And that I think is okay. That's, that's, I'm, I'm okay. I'm going to live my life. I'm going to be happy. But it's interesting. We take a look at the core values and specifically we have a core values exercise. And when I look at something like this, like this activity sheet that we have in the knowing who you are, um, 
body of work that we've developed, it's so weird, Claire, because I'm like, I can organically come to it and it's taken a whole bunch of time and a whole bunch of bandwidth that maybe I could be thinking about other things. And I look at it where it's streamlined and it asks specific questions. And initially I look at it and go, this feels artificial. Like I'm asking myself these questions and I'm like, but I'm not coming up with it on my own. But ultimately I come to the same conclusion. I just didn't spend all the time to get there. So if I do it on my own, I'll get there. Eventually it'll take a lot more energy. It'll take a lot more introspection and examination, or I can get some streamlined questions asked that take me right to the same answer and I save all this time. So instead of being like, I'm going to just be out in the world like shrapnel, like out there, it feels like I go down a slide. It's one direct mm. route to get to the same spot. And I love the efficiency because overall, I want to get to the place that gives me more opportunity for peace and ease and more time in my day. We all get the same amount of time. But if I have a little bit more disposable time to think and feel and act, that's an alignment then I know I'm moving in the right direction there. So that's a lot. Well, I really like that you said that. Well, you brought up efficiency and I think you're completely right. Like, where are you putting your energy? And I, you know, I agree. I'm the same as you. Well, that's why we developed a lot of these things, right? And I think if you're listening, like, uh, what we're saying is these activities that we're offering, like you, they're helpful. They work you can put your time in. You're still showing up as you. So I agree, mom, what you said that if I'm like printing out a PDF or looking at it, maybe that feels artificial. Maybe if you're not in the mindset of doing some self-work or even just hmm, like I didn't think of these questions, you know, I, 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 I'm relating to how you say that it feels artificial. But if you go through and do the exercise, again, like you said, you're going to get the same results. It just took you less time and you were more yeah. focused. And so I think that's one of the reasons that we do what we do. So I think mm -hmm. we just want to be clear that as Joyful Rebels, we're providing you with resources that we know worked. They've worked based on the science behind them and us going through it, right? You've got that double that double exposure there. That's, that's they work. And so we want to share them with you. And so what we're going to do is actually we're going to be sharing with you this exercise then about evaluating your core values. And in this podcast, we're going to go through two little pieces of the exercise. And then if you're interested and want more, we will give you access to that full PDF. So the first thing that I want to say is we've been saying, okay, these core values and what they are, you know, maybe your personal ethics, what you value when you're making decisions. Um, I just want to give you a list of some common ones because I know for me, I kind of, I mean, you can Google it and there's laundry lists of it, but it's nice to see some examples. So again, it's not like you're copying what we're saying, but you might be inspired. So when mm -hmm. you're listening to this, I want you to listen with open ears and like, which ones are standing out to you? Like, oh yeah, that one, that one calls to me. I relate to it. So again, I'm just going to read out this list and I just want you to make a mental note of which ones feel meaningful for you or stick out to you. Um, and it might be surprising. So here's just a few. Integrity. Mom, we heard you talking about that mm -hmm. one. Perseverance. Discipline. Adventure. Growth. Compassion. Family. Kindness. Knowledge. Spirituality. Leadership friendship, connection, community. All right. Hmm. There is my little list there. So if you're listening, 
did any of those jump out at you? Like, oh yeah, that's something that feels, and, and maybe it's, you can't even really wrap words around it. Maybe you just know, you're like, it's a feeling like, oh yeah, that's something that I ascribe to. Um, so keep those in mind. I've got a question for you now. When we're thinking about core values, sometimes it can be hard to just sit down with a piece of paper. And these are all the things that are important to me. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can. Hey, it's a journaling exercise. Like there's no, there's no problem with sitting there and brainstorming. But to get our minds kind of primed about thinking about this, I've got a question for you. I want you to think of someone who you look up to. Maybe this is a mentor or a role model, a family member, a friend. Maybe it's someone that you've never met, but you've been inspired by their work or what they do or who they are. Think of that person. What qualities about them, what do they exhibit? What characteristics do they embody that make you admire them? Hmm. So again, just take a few moments here. If you can call to mind someone who you admire and then ask yourself, why? Because what's interesting is you might find some of these words come up maybe that you just heard me read about or that you know to be other core values that you can have. Um, Because oftentimes what we admire in other people is a value that's important to us. Mm -hmm. Like that's the connection there. How does that land for you, Mark? That's so spot on. Again, I can come to that conclusion over all these data points of me living my life in real time. Or when you ask the question that's very directed and pointed, I could see the person I was thinking about in this season of my life. I'll say that because I can have many Mm -hmm. right now. I I know where I've been. I can picture this person. What they say and what they do are the same thing. Mm. Right there. And I'm like, those two things together because you can see them both. You can witness both of those things happening. That to me is that integrity piece. Like right there. And we go, boom, and it just went right (laughs) back. So it's not like this, there's this big difference between how they behave and the things that they say and their language, even in their quiet, comfortable moments, like all of it still lines up. And I'm not talking about perfection. I'm talking about authenticity, Mm -hmm. but that really is a, you know, so that makes so much sense. What an interesting doorway to go in to find that. So again, if I, if I have difficulty coming head on, putting a label or giving a name and language around something, then I love that we can come in through another door and it's like, oh, there it is. There it is. I was just, you know, have you ever done that where you're like, I'm going to try to get to my destination the quickest route? And it's like, hey, Waze is like, take this back road here. It looks like it might be a a different route that you didn't choose, but you're going to get there faster. And you got to trust that you'll get there. And Mm. I just did. (laughs) How about you? I like how you mentioned the going in a different doorway because I feel like that keeps showing up in different episodes. That that's something that we're interested in doing and presenting for people. Like maybe you have thought about this, but again, if I'm like just journal out now all of your core values, it's like, mm. yeah. <laughs> and and I know and I know for me the 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 value that pops up when I'm when the person came to mind is authenticity. Just being who they are. Like I admire that. It's something that I want. It's something that sometimes I do struggle with, um, especially in terms of like social media and, and even Mm -hmm. presenting things, joyful rebels and, you know, you know, imposter syndrome and those things bubbling up and perfectionism and all those old limiting beliefs. But, um, to have examples in my life of people who are, they're just going to go for it because this is who they are. Um, 
it, it helps me to realize, yes, that is important to me. And maybe I need to lay down some of these behaviors that are um, keeping me feeling icky about either decisions or feeling bad about myself. Like, no, no, I don't need this anymore. Let me clear that away. So that's one way to kind of prime us for thinking about core values. Um, Another way, again, as opposed to just sitting there and I'm going to journal all my core values, which again, I'm not, I said that in a silly voice, but that's a fine exercise to do. But what we're here, we're talking about efficiency and getting there in a quicker, um, less energy taxing route. So another thing that we can do is to, answer to ask ourselves and answer some really pointed guided questions that again are are giving us different ways to think about this big large topic of core values but it's giving us enough specificity that we can kind of narrow in so in this uh, worksheet that we're going to share there are several questions that are all getting you to look at again your answer of what are your core values but you're asking it in different ways so mom uh, do you want to share maybe some of the ones that uh, stand out for you or, or you were like yes I like this one <laughs> Yeah, I mentioned it already, but it bears repeating is, is how do I want to feel and why? And so for me, the, the language that I'll put in addendum to that, in addition to that is, what's my big picture? And the big picture for me is really when I sit down at the end of the night and the time I spend either uh, watching Chopped or just decompressing on the couch with my dogs, I mean, I will have just this quieter time at night. I feel a contentment because of what I've done during the day. Like it is just a time to feel the effects of making the decisions, being in alignment, feeling like I contributed, like all of that is encapsulated in this peace and ease at the end of the night and in a contentment that um, they're all intertwined. But I can, if I want to have this thing at the end of the day, then there's other ways that that I'm behaving during the day to get there. So if I keep that in front of me, how do I want to feel? Um, that that drives my decisions. It, it drives it for you know joyful rebels for sure. It's like you know, will this if we embark on this, will it create ease and peace, or is it just really a ridiculous amount of work that doesn't seem like it's it's worth? Like, is the juice worth the squeeze on this one? <laughs> like, I think that's a valid question. It's it's not about creating extra tasks and things that just take our time. It's where is it best spent? It's again coming to that place of efficiency where I can do enough to get where I want to go without having to force it, press it. Like, and I'm not, uh, uh, I'm not afraid or adverse to struggle. That's already inherent in the human existence, but I can mitigate that. And I can, I can put enough of that in my life, but I don't seek that everywhere. And I do know people that are like every action. It seems from my lens is like, that's just creating conflict. Like, you know, sometimes isn't it easier to see in others? And I'm like, well, how can I apply that to myself? So I want to keep my big picture in front of me and how do I want to feel? And then that helps me to kind of work backwards from that. How about you, Claire? Yeah, I like that a lot as well, keeping that big picture in mind. Um, and I do think that you're right there. I also would strive to have these moments of contentment because you said you sit there and you're feeling content about how the behaviors that you did, like the actions, they're lining up because the flip side of that is not how I want to feel, right? Mm -hmm. I'm sitting there and, oh, none of these decisions felt right. And again, talking to people, sometimes, you know, your decisions, you're just not feeling, they just don't feel right. 
or the situations that you're in, they just don't feel right and you can't put your finger on it. And one of the reasons might be that it's not lining up with what's important to you. But again, you have to put some language around what's important to you and doing that in this season. Yes. So do you have any more mom that you want to share or should we let people uh, look, look at the PDF themselves? Should we leave? That's a great question. (laughs) Well, some of this is, I feel like this is, there's a, there's a relay race here and there's a baton to be passed and really appreciating all your guys's um, self-efficacy here that, Mm -hmm. you know, once you enter the doorway and you're like, I'm curious about how my life is going, you know, we give you a couple of examples of what it looks here just for, just to see what it could look like. And we're, we're, we know that you're, you have a great imagination and that you're creative in your own rights, but give it some oxygen. And if you feel uh, like this would be worth your time, the efficient route to go take a look at how you feel about things right now and to really see the thing for me is I'll leave it at this. How am I feeling now? Or is this a way that's old or a way that I feel like I should be feeling? Mm. And if I, when I put it down on paper and it's like, cause that's an older core value and I should be feeling this way, it is automatically up for examination. Do I need to carry that forward? Does it work for me now? We have the right to be dynamic and to change because that's the world we're living in, right? We've always lived in. But if we adopt that, like this is all just going to be, we're going to be moving. You know, I feel like I'm a, a point guard in basketball, which is <laughs> hilarious because I'm 5'2". Uh, but, I, you know, I get to keep moving. I'm down low and I'm moving and I get to pivot one way and the other way and I make my life in real time. Not from what I thought I was supposed to do, what I think I should do. It's what's happening now. And when I get a clear picture of that, I make way better decisions. They're in alignment with what I'm thinking, feeling, and valuing right now. And they they get me a, a step closer to having everything moving in the same direction so that my big picture's in sight, peace and ease is, is there. And that's a good day to me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I also want to echo what you're saying, that we believe in the self-efficacy of you who is listening, that you might be interested in this. And to your point, mom, that you just made, some of these things might be things that you've been carrying around. I think that's really interesting. And if you ask yourself, you know, why, why do I value this? It's not a habit of someone who I admire, and it's not something that's making me feel good. Well, then you're right. You don't have to carry that with you anymore. And if you haven't done this type of examination before, then it's absolutely worth your time to do it. You might have things that you're like, oh yeah, knew that was going to be on there. You might have things that surprise you. Mm-hmm. And so if you're interested in this, we are going to have the PDF to the full worksheet in the show notes. We're also going to be compiling all our free PDFs on the website under a resources tab. So if you got the chance to check out our interview with Kimberly Spring Glick last week, she also shared a wheel of well-being. So that's Mm -hmm. something to definitely visit as well. And uh, if you're enjoying us, if you uh, find that you're getting something out of this, this is like, okay, I like this way of thinking. uh, Share it. Share us with a friend. If you enjoyed this episode or even this activity, share it with someone. Because honestly, the more the merrier. We're um, happily growing this community. There's room for all of us to shine. So until next time, Rebels.